We're going to talk about confession tonight because I believe that um, there's a lot of things we can say about everything. Amen. We can say something, but our something may not be the right something. Amen. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that tonight. Let's pick up our Bibles and you can say this after me if you're visiting with us tonight. We just make this confession at the beginning of our services. Let's say this. The word of God, word is, God. Truth. is truth. If I live the word, I, live the word. I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Amen. You can be seated. Um, <clears throat> you know, last week at the end of the service, uh, I just felt to go through Psalm 91 with everybody, and I made it personal. Everybody say personal. You know, um, when we sing the song, Our God Reigns, you know, that has one connotation to it. But when we sing, My God Reigns, how many of you know that makes it personal? It changes the way we're uh, worshiping. It changes us from a corporate worship to a personal worship. And when we make things personal, how many of you have ever said, now I took that personal? How many of you know when you take it personally, uh, that means it affected your life? It affected you in a positive or adverse way, but it did affect your life. And I believe the Word of God was meant to affect our life in a positive way, uh, but I still believe we have the choice in everyday life to decide to choose the Word or to choose what we see, what we feel, what we think. You can wait. I'm going to do that at the very end. Thank you, ushers. Uh, I'm going to give you, we're going to confess some things at the end of the service again tonight. Because uh, that next day, um, Heather came to me. She's not in here right now. She works in the office. And uh, she said to me, did you have that written down uh, somewhere? And I said, no, I just took it out of the Bible. She said, you just flipped it as you read it. And I said, yes, but that comes with practice. Everybody say, comes with practice. <laughs> because in 1979, uh, some of you know a little bit about my testimony, but in 1979, I was a single mom. I had three children. God moved me to Tulsa, Oklahoma alone with those three children. I worked at Old Roberts University, and, and my wages were like four eighty an hour. Um, that, and that was several years ago, many years ago. <laughs> Lots of years, 1979, you can subtract. But uh, I was in my early 30s, and uh, it was a very difficult time for me, but probably the most prosperous time of my whole life spiritually. Because in that time, I was separated from everybody except the Spirit of God and the Word of God and the power and the anointing that God has on his word, everybody say, on the word, to change us and to mold us and make us into what we should be. And in that year, God taught me a lot of things. And one of them was that the things that I said had a lot to do with the way I was. You know, it says, and as a man thinketh, so is he. And that's true because your words are basically your thoughts. Uh, you know, after you meditate them long enough, they come forth. It also says that there's a snare by the words that we speak to ourselves. In other words, we can cause ourselves to be snared by our own confession. Everybody say confession. And um, at that time in my life, in the very beginning when I was there, um, God just told me to pray in the spirit. You know, it says that we pray with our spirit and pray with our understanding. He began to really impress me that anytime I was in the car, just to pray in the spirit. 
any time I was by myself to pray in the spirit. Well, you know, when you're praying in the spirit of God, which the Bible talks about, it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, praying. Uh, it's a prayer language that you have with the Father. And it says in that, Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians 14, that God, as you pray in tongues, you are being built up. Everybody say built up in your most holy faith. It says that in Jude 20. And so I didn't know what I was doing, but I was, I was changing my life through praying in the spirit. Now that was all right because I was praying in an unknown language. I didn't have any understanding necessarily of what I was praying during that time. I didn't have a lot of revelation. I just prayed in the spirit, prayed in the spirit. Well, I think it's because God had to do something on the inside of me to get my mouth going the right direction. Everybody say my mouth <laughs> gets me in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, I hear the chuckles. I know, because we all have that opportunity, don't we? I mean, how many of you are quick to speak? The Bible says be slow to speak, but you're quick to speak. And then you're always having to fix something that you said. You know, I have found as I've grown older, it's better just to not say it. Because <laughs> there's a whole lot of fixing that doesn't have to go on if I just don't say everything that I think to say. And uh, the Bible says a fool utters his whole mind. And one day I saw that <laughs> and the Lord said, you might want to underline that, you know, um, <laughs> because I don't want to be a fool. Do you want to be a fool? No. But when we utter out of our mind, what our heart believes, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When we get our heart filled with the right things, then we can utter things that will bring fruit in our life that will bring prosperity, bring wholeness. And uh, I want to show you a concept that I don't know if everybody realizes this, but I believe it with all my heart uh, because it changed my life. I know how many of you know when something happens in your life, nobody can tell you that didn't happen. Now they can, they can tell you they don't believe it happened. But they cannot tell you it did not happen because you've experienced it. It's real. It's real to you. And what I'm about to share with you tonight, I believe, um, is going to be tremendously helpful to the body of Christ where we are right now. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, everything I see on the news, everything that I see in the paper, uh, even things that come across the Internet that I'm supposed to be praying for are disastrous Everybody say disastrous. I mean, these are disasters. I even was looking at Brother Copeland's page, and he had a response to the disaster of the earthquake here. And he had a disaster response to this. He had a response to this disaster and this disaster. Well, that's the Word of God. Everybody say the Word of God. But when we know the Word of God, we know what to say and what to do. And so I want you to turn with me first to Hebrews 4.12, because I, I pray tonight that we'll all have a revelation of how important the Word of God is in our lives that we speak, the word we speak, not just the word we know. I know a lot of people who know a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that they're all working in their life. Not all those things may be working. They just have knowledge, but they don't have any fruit of that knowledge. In other words, it's in their head, but it's not operating on a daily basis. And it's very easy, uh, as especially the longer we walk with the Lord, to just kind of know things but not do them. We just, you know, in fact, sometimes we might even think we did do them because we had a thought zip by, but we really didn't activate that thought. 
we didn't put it into practice. And it says in, in Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living. And I want to stop right there. Everybody say the word is alive. The word is alive. That means it has the capability of producing something. Uh, the reason we have BBI on Tuesday nights, and I praise God for all those that are coming. And if you ever want to do anything in the ministry for God, it's a good idea to go to VBI because you need to know the word of God to do those things. And so, in fact, in this church, promotion in this church comes not from east or west, but from the Lord. But one of the things in this church we look at is, have they had VBI? Do they know the word of God? Everybody say the word of God. Have they studied the word of God and have that truth hidden in their heart? In order that when they are squeezed, everybody say squeezed, the living word, everybody say the living word, will squeeze out of them, not something that is in their own life, maybe where they haven't had opportunity to overcome. So the word is living and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner, everybody say discerner, of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, uh, that's a whole lot there that you could probably teach a whole message just on that one scripture. But what I want to focus on tonight is it's alive. Everybody say it's alive. So if it's alive, it has the ability to do something. You know, uh, years ago, a lady in our church, uh, Pam Thalls, um, uh, was attacked with cancer, very uh, late stage cancer. And she came forward to pray, and I began to pray for her. And, and what I felt to pray was that whatever that living organism in her that was killing her, that it would be stopped in Jesus' name. Do you know cancer is alive? If it weren't alive, it couldn't affect it. But we need it to be dead. Everybody say dead. Now, the end of cancer is death, but there is something that feeds it that makes it live. Well, the word of God in us feeds us, and it makes us live because it is alive. Everybody say alive. And it will work in our lives. And uh, in Isaiah 55, if you'll turn there, and I'm going to give you several scriptures tonight because we're going to look at the word. That's what we're talking about. Everybody say the word works. That's the title of this message. The word works. What that means is not just that you'll get the answer, but it works. It, it actually is working. Everybody say working. It, it's doing something in your life, the word of God. And uh, it's very important that we know the truth of the word so we're able to operate in our environment, whatever that is. And it says in verse 8 of Isaiah 55, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And, you know, it says in 1 Corinthians that the Holy Spirit will help us to know God's ways and his thoughts. But his ways are way above what we could come up with in our natural thinking or in our own minds. For as the rain, this is the part I want you to look at. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth. Everybody say bring life. That brings life. And make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my, where does it go forth from? From whose mouth? So does God speak? Does the word speak? Does it have life? Does God have life? Did he say you have life? You have life and have life more abundantly. But where does that life come from? From the word. Out of where? Your mouth. 
Everybody say the mouth. And we're going to talk more about this. He said, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, and it shall not return to me void. Now, that's important. But it goes on and says, but it will accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Why? Because it's alive. Everybody say, everybody say that. Because it's alive. See, it, it's giving life. It's giving life. It's giving life. Now, in my personal life, in that time when I moved to Tulsa, uh, my mind was very tormented. I didn't sleep well. Um, I had all kinds of, you know, uh, nervous. Uh, I get anxious, uh, anxiety. Uh, I guess they were anxiety attacks. I didn't know I had anxiety attacks. But now that I've counseled a few people, I was severely anxietyed. <laughs> I was severely anxious. Uh, you know, sometimes you find out how bad you are after you're fixed. It's a good thing you don't know it when you're not. And so, but nobody was around to help me except the word. The Holy Spirit quickening the word to me and teaching me. Everybody say teaching. Now, the Holy Spirit is the teacher, but the Holy Spirit teaches the Word. He teaches what God says. He doesn't teach what's going on around you. He teaches what God is saying. And when, word, when God's mouth speaks, we just said it, out of the words that He speaks, they will never return. What does that mean? They will accomplish their purpose. You know, it says in Hebrews 11:3 that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We know in Genesis, God said, let there be, and there was, what? That's exactly that scripture fulfilled. When he sends his word, it accomplishes what it was sent to do. And so as I lived that year, uh, God changed my life through his word totally through his word. And it had to do with confession. Everybody say confession. Now confession isn't lying. <laughs> Some people don't want to confess the word because they say that's not really the way it is. I'm not talking about the way it is. I'm talking about the way God said it is. Everybody say the way God says it is. Now <clears throat> that word, because it's alive, took root in me because I confessed it. Everybody say confessed it. You know, today I was making you this paper that we're going to go through, and I thought, you know, I'm sure with technology, everybody say technology, I could just go and say Philippians 1.6 and push a button, and it would put it on my paper. And I could have done it really fast. Instead, it took me about 45 minutes or an hour to do it because God said, I don't want you to do that. I want you to go through it and I want you to highlight it. And I want you to type it yourself because, and, and I found myself saying it out loud as I'm typing so I can stay on track. And uh, I, I, I am a very fast typist, so that helps, but I had to capitalize, put it in bold. How many of you know all those things bring the word alive? Everybody say alive. Now, we're going to go through it tonight, and you're going to read it and say, oh, wow, that was really nice. Let me take that home. But I encourage you, when God started with me, he made me write every scripture. Then he made me say every scripture. You say, well, how did he do that? Because he put it in my heart. Say it. Because when you hear it, it brings life. You can, you can think it all day long, but when you say it, you hear it, and it brings life. Everybody say, brings life. That's why God said, out of my mouth. I don't think God went, I think he said it. 
And we're to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, which is this book, which is this word that we've gotten. Now, I'm all for reading books, and I do read some books, but the thing that teaches me the most still in my life after 35 years is this. I mean, today I was reading Jeremiah, and God gave me a whole bunch of message just in the first chapter. I thought, I'm going to need to go somewhere because I've got to say all this somewhere, <laughs> what you're showing me. Everybody say the word. See, Jeremiah said the word, it's like a fire burning in my bones. That's what the word does when you keep saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it. And I went from a depressed, anxious, sad, wimpy, crying. Well, you can figure some more words out like that. To when I came home, people didn't even recognize me. Because when the word works, it starts on the inside and it remolds you and changes you into a whole new person. And the person that they see on the outside now is not the person that used to live there. Amen? My sister used to drag out all the ugly pictures of me and prove it to people. I love that. Hallelujah. <laughs> you think God isn't working in your life? Let me show you what she looked like before. Hallelujah. She's a real treat, but it was true. Everybody say it was true. And she used to stand up, and if she introduced me in a meeting, she would say, listen, uh, I just want to tell you, I've slept in the same room with her all my life, and uh, it's God that's made her this way. She was never like this before. So that was the way I started my messages. But that's true. Everybody say true. Why? Because the word works. See, and everybody that, you know, when I counsel people, I say, you're trying too hard to fix you. The devil loves to accuse the brethren. And so they're all the time trying to fix themselves instead of just quoting the word because the word works. And anything they're trying to do is not going to accomplish the task. And uh, I had a lady once that she was so depressed and almost suicidal. And she'd come and, and I said, you know, I don't want even you to think of any of that anymore. I just want you to say what I give you to say. She said, well, that won't help because, you know, that's not my problem. I said, no, it's your answer. You have a problem. I don't want you to think about your problem. I want you to say the answer. Everybody say, say the answer. And so she didn't care for me a whole lot in the beginning, but I'm not here to win a you know, popularity contest. It's the word. Everybody say, it's the word. Okay, now it says in verse 8 of Romans 10, let me show you how this works. But what does it say? Where, where is the word? What does it say? The word is near you in your, where is it? In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. You know, Paul's saying, listen, if you're looking for the word, it's in you. Everybody say in you. You know, this isn't something you call up and get somewhere else. It's near you. Where is it? In your mouth. And in your, because you believe in your heart, that is the word of faith. And that if you confess, everybody say confess, with your the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now listen to this next one. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, everybody say the mouth, say the mouth, the mouth confession is made to salvation. Why do we have people say, repeat after me? And we have them say out loud. Everybody say out loud. Somebody, you know, I had somebody say once, well, that's just, you know, like a ritual. Well, 
the word says, everybody say the word says, that you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. And it says that with that confession of your mouth, you will be saved. In fact, I believe when you say it out loud is when it happens. Why? Because the word's alive. And it instantly changes you from the old man to the new man. It just changes you. Otherwise, how could we explain it? You know, how many of you are saved in this room? You know, most all of you I know. Okay. So if you know Jesus, you know, what was it that you did that was so spectacular that changed you from one thing to another that quick? The word. Everybody say the word. The word. I sang songs about Jesus. I played the organ in the church. I did the believer's creed, whatever that was. You know, I believe in the da 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 and the, uh, the Holy Catholic Church. I don't even know what the Holy Catholic Church believes. But I said it every week. But it was a confession, but I wasn't born again. Everybody say born again. That day I said, Jesus, come into my life and change me. I give you my life. I was saved and something happened. The word, everybody say the word. word. Out my mouth brought that salvation to me. It made the word alive in me. And Jesus became the Lord and Savior of my life. Everybody say the word works. And so once we get saved, it doesn't stop there. It says in Luke 7, 45, you can write that down. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, something has to go in your heart. You know, when I got saved, the Holy Spirit came to live in me, but I didn't know the word instantly. I had to learn the word. Everybody say, learn the word. I had to get that in my heart. And Psalm 119, uh, 1, it says, uh, can you put the amplified of that up, Jessica? Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are the undefiled, the upright, truly sincere and blameless in the way of the revealed will of God who walk, order their conduct and conversation. Everybody say, out my mouth. In the law of the Lord, the whole of God's word, God's revealed will. In other words, when we're speaking God's word, happy and blessed and prosperous are those people. This, this one really helped me. Psalm 119, 11, where it says, your word have I laid up, laid up. Everybody say laid up. That means stored up in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, I know a lot of people who know right from wrong. But if you're confessing right from wrong, it's a lot harder to do it. It's a lot harder to keep doing something wrong when you're confessing that it's wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? When you're, when you know, it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to keep saying it out loud. How many of you love to be told you're doing wrong when you're wrong? Well, you know, when (laughs) me either, that's honest. I don't like to be told either, but, and everybody else would have their hands up too, but it's not, it's, it's because we we can't tell ourselves we're doing wrong, even though we know we're doing wrong. Because it, we'd have to change. Everybody say we'd have to change. We'd have to change. It says in uh, Amos 3.3, 3, and I'm going to, this would be a little different for you, but I believe, it, I believe it's the Spirit of God. Everybody say agree with God. You know, a lot of people walk in disagreement with God, and you can tell by what they say. Because God says what he says in here. If we're not saying what he says, then we're walking in disagreement with God. Everybody say disagreement. And uh, the first time I saw this was in Amos. And uh, it says, and, and we use this for a long time in marriages, uh, about people being 
both uh, people being in the same walk of faith, walking in the same light and experiencing the same things. And it says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? And so I always thought it had to do with that until I actually found it in Scripture several years ago. And it's really God speaking to Israel, his people, and saying, how can you walk with me if you're not in agreement with me? In other words, how can you be the nation I called you to be if you're not going to walk in agreement with my principles, with my covenant, and do the things that I've asked you to do. Then you're not walking in agreement with me. Well, I felt like God said to me, when you speak words that are against my truth, you are not walking in agreement with me. And there's a scripture, it's in uh, Matthew 18, that says, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name and whatever they agree upon, everybody say agree upon, agree upon, it will be done for them. Well, when I get in agreement with God, if every word that comes out of his mouth will not return void, and I'm saying his word out my mouth, is it going to return void? No. Everybody say no. Now, I know this gets hard to believe, but it's true. Because I experienced it. I know I did not change myself. I know the word changed me. And it changed me because of my confession. And that's what God would have me do. I would learn the word, and then he would have me say the word. Isaiah 54, no weapon formed against me would prosper. Ever prosper. Why? Because I condemn it. Not because somebody else fixes it for me. Because I condemn it because it is the heritage of the righteous. And I am righteous. And you say, well, do you do everything right? No, it's not about me. I am righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.21. I learned it. And I said it. And I said it. And I said it. And I said it. Why? Because I didn't think I was righteous. But my thinking was changed because of the living word as I spoke it. And I hear people say to me, especially in counseling, well, I can't say that because it's just not true. And I said, well, then you're talking a lie and you're not in agreement with God. That ends a lot of counseling situations. Because when people come for counseling, oftentimes they want you to fix their situation. I know because I wanted people to fix things for me. But the way we fix things is when we fix them according to the word and the plan of God. They get fixed because God's word does not return void. It will not return void. You say, but I don't understand it. You don't have to understand it. You need to say it. Everybody say, say it. 2 Timothy 3.16. Now, the word is truth. Everybody say the word is truth. We all know the word is truth uh, because the scripture tells us that all of the word of God is inspired by him. It isn't men's writings. Men actually did the, the ink and wrote it, but it was inspired. That means it was deposited in them by the spirit of God, just like the word of God is deposited in you by his spirit. And that's why when my husband says he writes in his journal, he's writing the word of God personal to him, but it is inspired by God, not him. Does that make sense? And so it's the same kind of thing. But it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for these things. Everybody say for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. 
Now that, we teach a whole course on righteousness because most people do not know what righteousness is. They have been taught it has to do with what a good job they did or what a bad job they did. And the scripture does not say that. The scripture says that righteousness has to do with what Christ accomplished, not what we accomplish. It doesn't mean that sin is right. It, does, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with our position in Christ. And our position is determined by what Christ did, not what we do. All we do is believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And it says in 2 Corinthians, we become a new creation, a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. It goes on and it says we become an ambassador of what he is and who he is. And it says for our righteousness is in Christ Jesus and not of ourselves. You say, well, that doesn't, you know, what about, what about what I've done? That's the good news. Everybody say the good news. <laughs> what you've done isn't going to change anybody's life. Your testimony might help them see what God can do in their life. But it's what Jesus did on Calvary that makes all the difference. And it brought the word to life. Read it in John. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is the life of God. In Christ Jesus for us, every one of us. And uh, so as I was thinking of this, uh, it says in Romans 4.17, God calls things that are not as if they, can you say that again? God calls things that are not as if they were. Is it, as it is written, I made you a father of many nations. This is about Abraham. In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. When you begin to speak the word of God, you're over your life, over the life of your family, over, over the life of those that you've been talking to God about how just bad they are. Everybody say, that won't work. Because that's not what God says over them. You know, God, God desires that all should be saved. Uh, God forgives, God heals, he delivers. And so when we take the word of God and begin to speak it, it's life to dead things. How many of you were a dead old thing? And the word brought life into us. And so that's why the word is there. Um, there was a time in my life toward the very end, right before I came back here, um, that God really began to speak to me out of the word. I don't know how it happened um, I don't know why he did it this way with me. I, I didn't have any teachers. I, I went to chapel at ORU uh, because I worked there. Um, and that was kind of my church. I took my children to a little assembly of God over in a little community called Jinx outside Tulsa um, on Sundays. It was a nice little church, but I, didn't, I wasn't in any kind of small group. I wasn't with people who, who spoke into my life or anything like that. God kept me isolated and protected, I believe, because I was such a person pleaser and a man pleaser. How many of you ever had trouble with that? That'll really mess up your confession. And, uh, and so he isolated me, but the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about the word. And he began to say, say it out loud. And he gave me Ephesians 1, 17. And uh, we're going to say it in a few minutes, but uh, it just starts out about 
that God giving us the, the wisdom and revelation. Everybody say wisdom and revelation. Can you put that up for me? Uh, Ephesians 1, it's not in your, in your notes up there. Ephesians 1, 17, just you can put 17, 18. Um, and, and when I begin to say this, the Lord spoke to me and he said, say this over yourself every day. Everybody, everybody say every day. Now you say, well, how do you know that? Well, I can't explain it, but I know he told me to say it. Everybody say, I know. You know, when God speaks to your heart and there's nobody else around, it's two in the morning. You're pretty sure it's not the devil telling you to quote scripture. And since nobody else gave you a book on it, you about got to believe that it's God who's telling you, because I don't even know what Ephesians 1, 17 is. But in my Bible, it had a little thing that said to understand the wisdom of God. And I thought I needed that. So I, this is what it says, that the God of my, this is how I said it, that the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give to me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And then that the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, that I might know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And I begin to say all the way to the end of that, like it's 24 verse, or clear to verse 24, uh, just say it over myself and say it over myself and say it over myself. And I had no reason, nobody had said this is going to work at that time in my life. I had no reason to think that that was going to change me. But it changed me. I began to get wisdom and revelation. Why? Because the word's alive. And it began to change me from the inside out. I didn't have anybody to help me. I didn't have a counselor. I didn't have a church service. I didn't have somebody teaching me. Right after that, not long after that, I ran into uh, a, a young man in the School of Medicine out there, Paul Osteen, who is Joel Osteen's brother, took me to a camp meeting downtown. And it was Brother Hagen's camp meeting. And in that camp meeting, he took me to meet his dad, which was John Osteen at that time. He gave me 12 little books in a package. I think there were 10, 10 little books in a whole sealed up package. And in one of those books, it said, there's a miracle in your, there's a miracle in your mouth. And in the back of the book was a confession. It was three pages. And God said to me, I told you the word works. And then I had to start saying that over myself. He said, take it like medicine. Whenever you're, when you're struggling, say it out loud over yourself. And I began to do that. And I did that for a long time. Then he gave me Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, that I bow my knee before the father who is, he's father of all of us. He's my father. He's your father of all in heaven and earth, it says, that I might know the height and depth and length and breadth of his love. And he had, I, I prayed that over myself three times a day. Everybody say the word works. Now, I didn't have Valium. I didn't have any other kind of drug. But I had the living word. And it began to shake the inside of me till it shook out all that junk. And then he gave me First John that says, perfect love cast out of fear. Because fear has torment. And then it says that I may have boldness in the day of judgment because of the love of God. He told me in June of that year after I moved there, he said, I'm going to fill you so full of my love that all the fear will leave. 
And I thought, how am I going to fix this? How many of you ever thought that? God tells you you're going to do something, you figure out how you're going to fix it. And it was nothing like what I thought. I preached on Sunday, and I preached about repentance comes before restoration. I mean, God took me through a cycle. It was like a fast trip (laughs) through Bible college in like a year. But it was the word. Everybody say the word. word. And so I encourage you. uh, It's time to start saying the word. I heard Brother Copeland. um, I don't know if I have time to play it. Look on kcmkinnacopelandministries.org and look for YouTube and where he talks about Ebola. Everybody say Ebola. Ebola. Uh, how many of you know there's a problem? Yeah. And, and I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen. But I know this. It's not coming to my house. Why? Because I'm delivered from the plague. And the pestilence. I'm not under a curse. Jesus said I'm not under the curse. I heard Brother Osteen say once, get out in your yard and walk the whole line of your property and say, plead the blood. I plead the blood. Devil, you're not coming across this property. He said all of his neighbors looked at him, but he did it anyway. I'm telling you, the word of God works. The word of God has power to change your life, to change your situation. But you can't wait till you're in a disaster to start practicing. Because how many of you know sometimes when you get in the tight place that you can't remember what you're supposed to say? You know, it's like if your brain goes completely blank but your heart that's full of the word of God God will bring that up out of your spirit and you can begin to speak what God says now if you'll stand up with me I'm going to hand we're going to hand out some papers we're going to do a little confession practice everybody say confession practice I visited a church once in uh where we where were we in um Tampa and uh they said we're going to pray now and uh they said everybody pray after me And this woman got up and prayed like for 15 minutes and the entire congregation stood and they they prayed right after everything that she said. And she said, we're learning how to pray the word. Everybody say the word. And so she was teaching them by them repeating after her. But how many of you know that in that repeating after her, the word was and it was working in in them. Because they were speaking the word. And, uh, and you can take this. Uh, this is just taking the word of God and making it personal for what your life is. It says in Hebrews 10, 23, before we do this, seize and hold fast. Everybody say seize and hold fast to your confession of faith and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it for he who promised is reliable sure and faithful to his word amen so we're going to we're going to do this for a few minutes and just practice everybody say this after me philippians 1:6 being confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in me will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Okay, now let's read together. Philemon 1, 6, that the sharing of my faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in me in Christ Jesus. 
1 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, because I am in Christ, I am a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for me, that I might become the righteousness of God in him. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, 58. But thanks be to God who gives me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, I am steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that my labor is not in vain in the Lord. Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Psalm 19:14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 1 John 4, 17 through 19. Love has been perfected in me that I may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so so am I in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love does cast out all fear because fear involves torment. But I do not fear because I have been made perfect in love. I love him. He first loved me. Isaiah 53, 5. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and by his stripes I am healed. Psalm 103, 1 through 5. I bless the Lord with all my soul. I bless his holy name, and I forget not his benefits. He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction, and he crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, now you, get, you really need to get ready to shout because these next two are powerful. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1, 17 through 23, that the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of my understanding be enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, sorry, and what is the exceeding greatness of his glory. 
glory towards me because I believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body and the fullness of him who fills all in all. Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. For this reason, I bow my knees to the father of Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Everybody say the anointed one from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant me according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in my inner man, that Christ, the anointing, may dwell in my heart through faith, that I, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and depth, length, length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that I may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think according to the power that works in me. Everybody say according to the power that works in me. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.6.7. I am anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving I let my requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Jude 20, I build myself up on my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping myself in the love of God. Revelations 12, 11, I overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony, and I do not love my life to the death. Jude 24, 25. Now to him who is able to keep me from stumbling and to present me faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Psalm 91, you can do this. Just make it personal. I'm out of time. Give God praise. Everybody say the word works. Now, you know, if you're here tonight and you say, I don't know if I have time to do that. Do you have time to breathe? Do you have time to eat? Hopefully you have time to take a bath every now and then. The word of God takes priority over every other thing that you face. Do we have something else? Oh, yeah. This was the miracle in your mouth little book that we've got for you to take home. 
It's got, it's all scripture, but it's a confession. Everybody say a confession. Now, if you are having trouble in your life, we could lay hands on you and pray for you tonight. And we do that lots of times. But tonight, everybody say tonight. This is about what you can do. This is about what you can do with the word of God that will change your life forever. And I promise you, if you will do this, you will see God change you from the inside out. Why? Because the word works. It's just that it takes time. Everybody say takes time. It takes a commitment. It takes a desire to be changed. And I believe you all have that because I heard you saying this with me and you weren't missing a beat. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person who's here tonight. You may have come in here tonight and you don't know Jesus. So all those confessions, you know, they're, they're words, but they're not real in your heart. But the word says, and we said it tonight, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. And you may be here tonight and say, well, I, I've done that, but my life is still in a mess. But I know I'm not doing what I need to be doing. And tonight I need to make a commitment to change. I need to set my heart to go the right direction. And so I just, I'm going to make that decision tonight. Either you're here tonight, maybe, and you're going to make a decision to receive Jesus, or you're going to come home. That's what I'm asking right now. If that's you for either one of those, then I want you to lift your hand because I'm going to pray with you tonight. We're going to put a stop to what the enemy's doing in your life through the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and the power of his word. Yeah, I see your hand. I see your hand. Let's all say this together right now. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me, that I live because he was willing to die for me. Because he lives, I live. I can overcome because of the blood of Jesus. I have power to win, to overcome every situation that would try to pull me back into sin. I choose to use the word of God as the weapon that you said I could, Lord. That I would stand strong. I would put on the armor of God. And I would be able to stop the work of the enemy against my life. I commit myself to your word, to your way, to be your servant. To serve you in the earth with the word of truth in my mouth. And perfecting everything that concerns me by that word in Jesus name we hope this message encouraged you Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love acceptance and forgiveness of Jesus learn more about us at victorylafayette.org if you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following him I'd like to pray for you right now the most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and his gift of new life I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. 
I accept your love through Jesus, and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at victorylafayette.org.